This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. In today's episode, we're going to talk about client leadership. Here to speak with me is Laurie Bartle, who is the founder and CEO of Cultive Agency a company that partners with agencies to further develop the mindset, skill set, and operational alignment to advance client leadership. With a focus on growth-oriented strategic planning, brand development, and brand innovation, Laurie has a track record of long-term, highly successful client partnerships among national and international brands. Her focus has been on the travel, entertainment, education, and the wine industry. Laurie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, well, Laurie, before we start talking about client leadership, tell our listeners a bit more about yourself. How did you get started in your career and, and what led you to founding Cult of Agency? Okay. Well, um, gosh, I started as a sales rep. Um, and it's interesting because selling, the idea of selling in our business is kind of controversial. I, I posted about it on LinkedIn not too long ago. You know, should account managers sell work? And three out of four people said no. You know, they they don't like that word um, of selling, which which I think is fascinating. And you know, I'm going to probably come back to that and think more about that. But I think what's interesting about that start and the reason I'm bringing it up is when you're a rep and you're dealing directly with clients, you sell yourself as a business consultant, you know, mm. you're, you're literally talking to these people as if you're their business consultant. And I, I feel like that's a little bit of what we need to succeed, you know, in this world of account management, we need to think of ourselves as business consultants. And we'll talk more about it. But that's where we've kind of lost a little, you know, we've, we've lost our way a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just want to add to that. It's because you're building a relationship with your client, right? Yep. And then when you build a relationship, you build trust. And with trust comes comes all the other things that we want. Uh, I mean, for myself, for example, what I want my account managers to do. Correct. And so back to your original question. So I've had kind of a, you know, a circuitous um, route to where I am today from media sales. I became a media buyer and then a media planner. And along the way, I worked on the client side for a while and eventually found my way into account management. But all of those things really, you know, built my my sort of bigger view. Um, I had empathy for clients. I have empathy for sales reps. <laughs> you know, it's a it's wonderful to be able to, you know, when you're thinking about sitting across the table from your client to be able to understand, you know, what they're going through um, as a client. And uh, anyway, it served me well, that sort of well-rounded background. So. Okay. Interesting. Now, Client leadership, that's what we want to talk about today. And then I kind of just interjected while you were talking about your, your kind of from where you started and, and where you are now. But you you left your position at the shipyard um, half a year ago, I think it was. Or yep, yep. Quarter of a year ago. Yep. Um, to start They're a client agency. now. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, to start Cult of Agency. So what inspired you to do that? I mean, you know, 
Did you did you wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm done with the agency world and, and I want to go out there on my own? Or was there a specific thing that triggered that decision? I saw a need, Stefan. Okay, okay. That's a good I, I mean, literally, I mean, that's the business. That's that's the beauty of, of the business opportunity, right? Um, you know, I was um, searching for what I was going to really focus on in the future. Um, you know, in the rest of my career, I'm in my 50s and kind of wanting to, you know, understand what am I going to do for the next, you know, the next foreseeable future. And one of the things that was offered to me was to try to help guide the account management group, which was showing signs of, you know, um, inconsistent skill sets. I mean, there were a number of factors that exist within the group. But basically, they said, what if you were to, you know, help us with our account management group? And that really is what got me started thinking about it. Um, You do have in agencies today a really inconsistent set of skills within the groups. And so, you know, the more I thought about it, um, and I started talking to others about it, and they shared those same pain points. And so it kind of became something that um, once I, I got it onto the idea stuff and I couldn't get it out of my mind and I had to go for it. <laughs> That's how it works. Now, you talked about inconsistent skill sets. What was that in particular? And in why do you think there's an inconsistent skill set? Okay, so I, I do think it comes back to the difference um, between account, you know, the, the original meaning of account management versus project management. Account management is supposed to be a strategic discipline, grounded and steeped in knowledge of your client's business, right? Um, Shareable information that makes everybody on the team better at what they do. That's what it's supposed to be. And project management, you know, and I'm going to simplify it here, it's operational. It's budgets and timelines and resources and, and all of those, you know, very important things. But to me, you know, those the difference between the two is very clear. But nowadays, um, for a number of reasons, and we'll talk about that, you've got account managers and project managers, and basically there's a redundancy there. Um, they've become confused with each other. Yeah, it's kind of got muddled, right? Correct. Although the, the word kind of says it's a project manager, it, it kind of facilitates the moving along of the project that company agency work on. While account managers, my perspective, go beyond that level. It's as you said, it's this kind of relationship building, right? It's right. making right. sure that you understand when your client is unhappy before that even surfaces, or if you catch that, what are you going to do to change the situation? You know, client's company has a problem, you know about it, and you proactively potentially have a solution, how you, and now we're talking more from an advertising perspective, right? How you as an advertising agency can help them overcome that issue. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I think that what's happened is the account management's confidence and their business acumen is not what it used to be. And this goes back 10 to 15 years. This has been sort of in the making, if you will. It started with the Great Recession when the depth charts were cut, right? We, we, we lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got thin and um, everybody was forced to get into the mode of doing versus thinking. And that's really 
that it's not really ever changed. We're over-indexing on doing, and we don't have the bandwidth, and now we don't have the training to do the, the higher value thinking that's needed to really guide and lead. We're responding, we're reactive. And, you know, we need to be able to, we need to, you know, prioritize this discipline and put them in the position to be proactive. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's really, that's what's got to happen. Yeah. I mean, you and I have been, are in negotiation with clients when it's about scope and the fee to be paid for the scope, right? And then I remember a conversation that I had before I left the big agency world where I was negotiating with a senior executive of a, of a Korean car manufacturer about the search scope for my team. And my predecessor didn't add certain certain needs into the scope the year before, which I now needed because the client just asked for more and more and more, right? And verbatim, the client says, well, you know what? If you would have asked me last year, I would have given it to you this year. I'm not going to give it to you. And I was thinking, you know what? Okay, you want us to do the work plus what you now put on additional onto the scope, but you don't want to pay us for that. Is the problem, and this is my question now to this, is the problem made by clients and we as agencies are responding by, you know what? We First of all, we put less expensive people, so more junior people on accounts, which also means we look at who can we take off the roster on a client and are the account people then the ones that falling off the end? Because, you know, technically they are not, on the first few, they don't add necessarily so much value if you forget about the fact that actually, you know, building a relationship and all of that kind of stuff will actually in the end generate uh, revenue. Is, is that is that a problem that the clients created or is it part of it and there are other factors too? Yeah, I think we helped. I think we've helped create it, but I, I do think that we're sort of in a hole now. And in order to dig ourselves out of the hole, we might have to invest. You know, if you want to be seen as something more than an order taker, you might have to invest some time and money in their business in order to get ahead of it. Otherwise, you know, you don't have the foundation of knowledge with which to push back or, you know, to say, is this really the problem? (laughs) Because I'm not convinced this could be a symptom of a deeper problem, you know, that's three layers down. And so I do think that we might be in a position where, you know, to get out from underneath this situation, we've got to kind of, I don't know, you know, CFOs will hate me, but, you know, scope be damned. Mm-hmm. I mean, education costs money, right? So you, you got to have a department or you, ha- you, you, you have to allow for people that manage people to, to save some time to proactively mm-hmm. train people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the investment part, right? So it's not like putting 100% of work on someone's plate. Maybe it's just 80 to 85% to leave a little bit room for learning, but also for teaching at the end of the day. Yes, because I do think that, um, I think we know, you know, experts will tell us um, in the learning and and education world, it's not an event, it's a process. Mm -hmm. You know, it it takes time for real learning and development to occur. So I do think that thinking about it in bite-sized chunks on the regular basis and having somebody that's dedicated to in-the-moment coaching 
because that's when people have the aha moments. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can throw a bunch of information at them. And I mean, I'm pro training. All training is good. But when you take somebody out of the office for a day or two and you throw a lot at them, it is a lot. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to digest all of it. And the real learning happens when you can take that information and apply it in the real world. And if we don't do that within a couple of weeks, I think, you know, there's a, there's a learning curve or a, a, some sort of a curve that if you don't apply it, you know, within days or weeks, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is much better to identify who's going to be responsible for it. And they've got to be there and available to these people in the moment when they need you in order to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Do you think the situation that we have now that the workforce is almost kind of divided, you know, some people have been asked to come back into the office, you have kind of a hybrid roles, and then you have people like ourselves that work remote, right? Mm-hmm. Is that creating an even more complicated situation? Because when you are remote, it might be harder to teach them. Yeah. Um, well, There are platforms that help us to learn together, even though we're apart. Um, you know, Miro, for example, is a wonderful, wonderful tool. And so I, I think we have to get over that, Stefan. I think, you know, it's, it's part of where we are. And I, I don't think that we should let that get in the way. I think we just figure it out. But we can, we can learn together while we're also alone. So I think we can get through that. Laurie, when you talk to agencies about this, about client leadership, the importance of client leadership and what the value is in, in kind of training people and giving them the right information to, to be successful in that role, how do you convince them to make the investment? Because it is an investment at the end of the day, as you said a few minutes ago, right? It's, it's definitely an investment. You know, I think it's about growth. I mean, these are... It's so funny because our industry is frantically looking un- under every nook and cranny, right, at where we can find opportunities mm-hmm. to create growth. And we don't really look at the account group as engines of growth. And I think we should, you know, we we need to train them, obviously, to understand um you know, just to to dig in and it's a completely it starts with a mindset shift, but I do think that they can, if we get them working the way they should be working, they become engines of growth. They become leaders of engagement, uh, you know, influencers of creativity, all the good things that in some ways agencies are saying, we need these things. And mm-hmm. these people are sitting there and a lot of them feel as if they can do more, but the expectations for them to do more don't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, that's a, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Now, when you worked in your previous positions, how or what were you looking for in a person that was supposed to do an account manager, account lead role? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I look for proactivity. Um, you definitely need somebody that has the sort of belief in themselves to take action and not wait for somebody to tell them what to do. So I think, you know, having that baked into who they are is, is really important. Um, you want somebody that's curious. You need somebody that's not afraid to, tr- you know, to, to, again, 
consider themselves a business person. Like that's what the clients want. They want somebody that can speak the language of their business. And so um, those are some of the things that I think I used to look for. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I left out. Adaptability, you know, you've got to be a critical thinker just because, you, you know, somebody, if your client gives you some information or some uh, a project brief, you have to have the wherewithal to say, this doesn't make any sense, <laughs> you know, and, and same with, with your teammates internally. I mean, it's, it's not, we're not, a, a good account person is critically thinking through, you know, what's, what's, what's thrown at them and has the wherewithal to say, okay, wait a minute, time out that, you know, that doesn't make sense. The, those dots aren't connecting for me. So I think oftentimes, and this, these are not my words, these came out of the study that I did, but you know, there's a perception nowadays of account management as paper pushers. And, you know, that's, that's what we want to, that's what we need to, you know, eliminate. <laughs> Change the mindset there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Now, again, talking about agency environment, shipyard, a full service agency that you used to work with for, um, how important is it that, a, that an account person understands for example, digital solution, if, if, if that's kind of what that person is looking after, looking after clients that, that for which your agency provides digital solutions, how much knowledge do they need to have of those digital solutions to be successful in depth? Well, or is it top level is, is, is fine to start off with? I mean, I think that we absolutely, digital fitness is absolutely part of what will, what should define a client leader, no doubt about it. You better be conversant in it. And again, this comes back to confidence, you know, being able to look at the report and form your own opinion about what those numbers tell you. I mean, we have all this data at our fingertips. And that's one of the things that I often ask account teams, do you look at the dashboards <laughs> on a regular basis? Are you engaging in that, that information because you should be. And, you know, you should have your own opinion about whether or not things are tracking the way we want them to. And I'm inclined to think your teams would be thrilled if you were the one to say, hey, time out, right? Like this isn't, this isn't what we thought was going to happen. We might need to pivot. So I do think that they need to absolutely be a partner with the specialists, but not be afraid to look at the information and know, you know, be able to obviously make a decision on whether or not things are going in the right direction or you need to make an adjustment. Now we, we talked about how training is missing to kind of advance people and then to kind of give them a skill set they need to be successful, to be able to, to grow a piece of business. I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of, we talked about adding additional value is, is taking the, the, the scope that you have in identifying areas where you might be able to help your client in addition or growing the budget or whatever it is that your agency works on for your client. Now, what areas, from your perspective, are most important in that training part to, to create a successful uh, client leader or uh, client leader account lead? Mm -hmm. Well, they need to understand the category. You know, they, they need to definitely have um, a really strong handle on the, the competitive set. And, you know, the competitive analysis has been a staple of the account management discipline for years, but 
I have seen it get sort of dished to the strategy team. And I think that's wrong. You know, this, uh, this is a very high value deliverable within the work that we do for our clients. And I think it's terrible to, you know, give that up um, if you're the account group. So, you know, own it, own what's going on in the category, be the expert that when you're looking at work, you know, whether it's creative work or media solutions to be able to say, you know, you guys should know, you know, this competitor is doing this and that might inform, you know, our uh, steps forward. That's, that's, that's core to the, to the job. And sometimes, you know, that it's very fundamental stuff and we're not good on the fundamentals right now. And so in a lot of ways, it's a little bit of back to the basics, you know, understand the category, understand the client's business, not just the marketing, but the whole thing, right? What are the, I mean, I, I hate to say it. What's the business model? You know, does everybody really understand how they make money? Um, who are the stakeholders? What does the C-suite think of our program? You know, mm-hmm. what keeps them up at night? Oftentimes, it's very different. It's very different than what the marketing team is working on. And so, you know, having that sort of true holistic understanding of what the heck is going on with this business is just so invaluable. Um, you just don't know how or when that knowledge will manifest as an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you're an extension of your client's team. You're an outside person that, that knows almost as um, the same amount of information as the people that work within your client's organization. That's the goal. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly the goal. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes you know more because you know what? Clients have a tendency to turn over. Mm-hmm. And if the agency relationship is strong, oftentimes the person, you know, that the agency will have more institutional knowledge than clients because they're new within the organization or they've, they've come, you know, they've been promoted. Uh, they didn't, you know, so there's lots of, of fluidity, right, on the client side that allows for an agency to really be um, an anchor of knowledge and um, an expertise about the business. And that protects you also from situations, you know, a new CMO or, or new marketing lead comes in and, and might have an idea of replacing you, your agency, right? The more you are ingrained in the day-to-day with your clients, the more you understand them, the more you're actually a, an asset to that new person, the harder it will be to get replaced. Correct. Yeah. And I think, you know, you talked about the remote situation. Um, it's gotten us all out of the habit a little bit of, you know, really living and breathing our clients' brands and services. Um, so I think now now that things are kind of back to normal, <laughs> I guess. Um, I think it would be great, you know, if account teams could look at their extended teams and say, okay, is, you know, like we're going to go and do drink, eat, you know, visit, whatever it is, whatever that business looks like and get back out there and and get in it, right? Because mm-hmm. we've all been, you know, on Zoom calls for forever, but nothing replaces real world experience. The brief cannot replace that. And so mm-hmm. I think it would be great if our account groups, account leaders could really engage all of our teams in getting literally um, immersed again in the, the real world experiences that exist with our clients. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing we said really earlier is that because there is less revenue for agencies, 
certain functions within agencies have kind of fallen off. Like we're talking about client leadership. How do you talk to agencies in, first of all, convincing them that's the wrong way of thinking. You should invest in client leadership. And how do you ensure that they measure what the impact is of that move from kind of more project thinking to a more client account lead focus? Well, for starters, the clients have noticed that account management is not, you know, living up to their opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I believe there's a competitive advantage for the agencies that can buy into the vision of what this discipline used to be. I mean, mm -hmm. it literally, you know, if, if you've been in the business for more than a decade, then you can relate to an account group that actually is driving growth, right? And, and doing all the things, you know, they, they're involved in the creative and they're fighting for more money and more time. Those are the things that, you know, made our discipline great. And we were partners with our creative and media Uh, teams as much as we were our client's partner. We weren't choosing one or the other. You know, it was it went both ways. And so I do think that when you start with the fundamental knowledge that clients have noticed this slide backwards, um, mm -hmm. that's some pretty good motivation to take another look at it. Now, when you work with agencies, how do you help them? How, how do you help them kind of reinvigorate the account management team? How do you help them to, to kind of get an understanding of this is the skill set that needs to have and how do you get the skill set in place that is required to be more successful account people? Yeah, so I've got, I've, I've gotten a program um, that I call the Bespoke Playbook which is about best practices. Um, and I said this already, we've got to get good at the fundamentals again. Um, and so I've got three levels of, you know, fundamentals, essentials, and advanced practices. And we can take a look at where the team is and decide, you know, it's a starting point. You know, what do we really need to focus on with your group? Because every group is unique. And uh, I'm working on a program right now. I'm going to beta test it this fall that is inspired by my MBA program. It's a six-week MBA-inspired <laughs> um, sprint, if you mm -hmm. will, that is called Building Business Acumen. Because, again, I, I kind of can't say it enough, you know, helping the teams to feel confident um, in their and their sort of honing their ability to speak the language of business really just will will take us far if we mm -hmm. can if we can make people feel confident that they that they can speak up and have a voice on the business level. It just does wonders for your team. Interesting. Well, Laurie, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance Event Podcast and sharing your thoughts on client leadership. I, I really enjoyed the conversation because I agree. I think that that skill set, that that art is kind of falling off. It's kind of not there as it used to be. You know, when I started my career back in the early 2000, it definitely was, was different as relates to account management. If people want to find out more about you, how exactly your program work and maybe even hire you, how can <laughs> they get in touch? Well, uh, the website is Cultive agency.com. And by the way, that's short for cultivating agency and um, human agency. Again, you know, going back to the proactivity that I talked about earlier. 
so yeah, cultofagency.com is how you can reach me. And, and I would love to, to talk with people that are um, open to taking another look at the account group. We've got big problems to solve in our business. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, you know, there are people scratching their heads. And I just feel like, you know, you've got a group of people sitting there that are wanting to do more, needing to drive more value. Mm. And I think if we look at them and think about arming them um, with the right training and development, there's a, a real opportunity there to, you know, turn a light switch on. So I'm excited about it. But thank you, Perfect. Stefan. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, as always, we leave that information in the show notes. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance of podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.